Good morning. It's How? time to start the morning show. <laughs> it is. Okay. It go. is. Um, so yeah, it's uh you know, we have this conversation all the time and we're like toying this morning. It's like, okay, we're toying with the idea of being a little later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we happen to be in Mountain Standard Time, which means I don't wake up with an alarm clock. Have we talked about this before? I feel yeah, like you okay. talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'm beating, beating something that I've I've brought up before. So yeah. um, happy to be here, though. And uh, yeah, Jim got up this morning. We we had left the uh, the French press over at my daughter's house yesterday. So he got up and went to McDonald's to buy us some coffee because we had nothing here. Because we have a problem. We, you know, uh, we have a addiction. like an addiction to yeah. caffeine. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, doesn't, uh, we don't start well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I um, hope everybody had Tommy a wonderful and, Christmas. Tommy's out there. Bill Elizondo. Good morning. Bill and, um, oh, Bill loved the Christmas suit. I couldn't see that. Spot on. He's got one of those suits that's like green and it has Christmas stuff all over it. Oh, nice. I mean, it's like a suit, suit, yeah. suit, suit. And I was like, that, Why that is festive. And I loved it. It made me, wish it made you me would smile. Have brought a picture of it to the show. This oh, I'll morning. have to, I'll have to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So good morning. I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. It was a uh, really nice, yeah, pr fantastic. pretty low key, mm -hmm. but really nice. Lots of playing games and, right. and doing the, you know, that kind of stuff and and went over to my mom's house and made lunch mm -hmm. it's not really dinner it was more christmas lunch mm -hmm. at her place and yeah so good stuff so um we have one last week of yeah. 2023 i'm really kind of already in the new year, <laughs> we're going in into 2023 you what i'm kind of already in a new year like for me mm -hmm. the last couple of seasons i can say that i have started to view the uh, winter solstice has really the kickoff of the new year. Now, I know that's not the number your CPA or the IRS uses. Well, as far it's as... really the official first day of winter, isn't it? Yes. And it's okay. also the start of a new, um, what do you want to call it? An astrological cycle. year, a, lunar it's a year. Cycle. Which is a cycle. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's basically, to me, it's more representative of a change in the seasons a change in the year mm -hmm. um so that's why to me it's like we're already kind of in a in a new shift yeah but again for the irs you know and all those <laughs> folks it's december 31 your calendar year that's that's what they're going on so so this last week of the calendar year he's been very he's been contemplating and he's been thinking about just lots of things like what what do we want to yeah, I mean, do, working ahead to shift and, the schedule for 23 yeah. and, and uh, you know, what will be different for us. And so I'm kind of bringing that whole mindset to the conversation yeah. today where dealers are concerned. is like, what needs to happen at the close mm -hmm. of the year here to make sure that we're better positioned uh, going into 2023 to make the business different? Yeah. Like, you know, what what can we do? There are some very specific things I'm going to recommend today that we can do to close the year to at least give us the opportunity mm -hmm to make some financial shifts, whatever, yeah. going into, you know, the start of next year. You know, we talk an awful lot, um, you know, you see everywhere, social media and all that of um, you know, coming up to the new year. It's time for goals. It's time for, you know, it's the time, <laughs> it's the time for all shifts. You know, we were actually talking about, okay, so we need to go back to the gym and we've, we've, I, we both have done the gym thing where it's been like year round and that first month of a new year 
is like, yeah, let's skip it. There's so many because <laughs> there's so many the people, and then they're done by February. They're yeah. done. Yeah, so I just yeah. I don't love the idea of going to the gym you know, at the start <laughs> of the year with everybody else, yeah, fighting for the treadmills and that whole thing. Yeah. That's just that's not that doesn't interest me. So well, I I, yeah, before else. we get into the the topic though, mm -hmm. there is one. There's a, well, there's a couple of announcements, but we can talk about the other ones. Yeah. Um. We and we didn't say anything to all of our listener family out there until after we had told the family here um that we for 2023 utah is going to be our home base um there's a lot of reasons behind that so we'll um we still have uh stuff happening in florida um and we anticipate you know we'll be back there um and visiting <laughs> when it's like it's like i need a beach yeah. we need to go um but so utah is going to be our home base and um sorry uh i tap an awful lot drives to the nuts um one of the reasons is is uh our youngest is getting married uh -huh. yeah so sure. um she's getting married uh, um early fall and so it's like mom can you be around so so we're gonna do that mm -hmm. okay uh so yeah just so everybody knows so this whole getting up early thing um we better figure out how to get our crap together so, <laughs> so that it's not painful. Or yeah, something. We're, mm -hmm. we're working on making that adjustment. Mm -hmm. So a uh, couple quick things. On uh, Wednesday, we've got a, a special episode we can ask you to tune into. We've got some important things to talk about around unity in the industry on our mm -hmm. Hat Wednesday. Oh, yeah. So make, yeah. make sure you join us if you can on uh, Wednesday and catch it out. Yeah, we were going to kind of do that for today, but then it was like, let's wait till Wednesday because we... Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that we we've got some about. ideas on how to put uh, unity in our industry it's on a faster track, so, on a faster track. Yeah. And it's just it's like it's exciting stuff. And yeah. it's really it's it's yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Again, so. that's Wednesday. And then um, Thursday night we have our our webinar. So yeah. remember that we've got Terry yeah. McCauley, uh, David sure Norton, got Jason it, uh, Goodman, Maggie Bogesic are going to help uh, dealers yeah. think about new ways, offer new tips on mm -hmm. how to um, better convert those web leads into appointments, get yeah. them in the building. And so that'll be part of the conversation. And if you listened to, to um, we had Maggie on um, last, this last Friday and just kind of the, some of the stuff that she, you know, we, we didn't really dive deep into exactly what it is that, that uh, all the different steps, but we kind of talked about this is uh, the recordings that we listened to were pretty, it was about that. And, and it was, um, you know, how do you go from, from shifting from something that is uh, potentially painful and not converting at all to something that is 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 more easy for your team to be able to to get through and or not get through but to to um, uh, roll through mm -hmm. and um, and convert more of those leads into actual appointments on sure. the lot. So, I, so that'll be good. Yeah, a lot of people struggle. And then with on uh, Friday we have our. Uh, our 100th episode yeah! celebration. We so, already have so many people coming yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. So tune in for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah. A lot of our guests for the uh, calendar year 2022 yeah. will be uh, joining us on yeah. Friday. Uh, and then, the uh, well, I'm going to go a little bit forward. The following Friday, because we're going to do the first Friday of every month will be an NIADA check-in. And so the next Friday, um, <laughs> the next Friday we will have um, – uh, Jeremy Beck will be our our regular, and then Christina. What's I can't remember. Oh, it's, uh, you're talking about Melanie Wilson, the uh, news. Why am CFO, I thinking CEO. Christina? I'm not sure where that's. Who's Christina? 
I there's I had a dream. I know a number of Christinas. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie, yeah. which I'm really excited about the you know the yeah. uh, 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 having a, a woman. Um, that's you know that is that is a step to mm-hmm. to come in and 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 do that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So she'll be joining us as well. And it's it's like uh, you know we want to have we want to have her on and. We had to we had to go through and talk to a lot of you know a lot of different people like yeah. okay let's make sure it's on our schedule and and all of that so we're looking forward to to having her on it'll yeah. be it'll be good so. absolutely all right looking forward to meeting her uh, so quick uh, pivot here on uh, our subject <laughs> which is uh, uh, closing well yeah. yeah how to close the year yeah. some things to think about as you go into closing the year and how to better position yourself and I think maybe the thing that I would ask our dealer listeners to think about is how to view your business through the lens of a an investor, either a would be investor, uh, a bank. You know who who would be, you know your bank or um, you know who is your bank and how do they view your business? What would so in my years of being a dealer and working with financials and working with banks and and investors, I can just tell you that if you think of it in that way, I think what they want to see as much as anything, they want to see you as a dealer be on top of your numbers. You know, if, uh, yes, capital. Yeah. 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 So they want to yeah. see you in command of your business and know your business and know, you know, all the workings of the numbers. And so, so I think to kind of follow on to the conversation that we had in Austin when Amanda joined me in that session on how to tie, you know, reconciling receivables to cash, how to, um, you know, tie your financials to your performance mm-hmm. reports. I think that's the big thing I would ask dealers to think about going into next year is what steps can we take to make sure that we're better positioned to track all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a 20 group member, it would be my wish for every dealer out there that, you know, for example, your performance reports, which are not the same as your 20 group reports. I'm saying there can be performance reports that you might want to track yourself that you're, you're not in your 20 group composite. But I would say your performance reports ought to tie to your 20 group composite, which ought to tie to your financials. If you're not a 20 group member, then it's that much simpler. But it's like those things ought to all match up. Like, you know, and if yeah. they don't, why wouldn't and they? those like, of you let's who, get who the missed the, the address with Amanda, I mean, it, it really was. There are there are um, there are pretty big pieces that that uh, a lot of dealers, especially when you know, we see we hear from Amanda, too, is when mm-hmm. she brings on a new client. Um, it's, she asks like some very pointed questions. Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? So she gets kind of a feel and this, re, um, reconciling mm-hmm. is, is one of those things that she's like, oh, that's like a must do. Yeah. yeah. And we've been and working that, with that through some clients uh, yeah. with working through that with some clients in recent weeks and even with good software, this can be pretty challenging. So let me talk about when you think about reconciling your receivables to cash, it's just, there, there are two reasons I'm going to recommend you do that. One, you got to identify theft. You got to make sure you don't have some theft going on. You can identify all the dollars, mm-hmm. but also identifying all the dollars is so you know what bucket they belong in. So you can better track your performance. Or that you got to know what, yeah. what dollars are going where, so you can measure your performance. So that to me is about starting with reconciling principle, which you've heard me working with some clients on that very closely. We're trying to first reconcile principle. Because it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's the largest asset in our business. We want to make sure we know how those dollars move in and out of that portfolio. 
-hmm. And the dollars that move out of the portfolio, we want to make sure they end up in the bank. Obviously, you got charge offs and write downs to think about to leave your portfolio. But otherwise, we should make sure that all the dollars that we show, you know, got adjusted in the portfolio made it into the bank. Start with principal and then go to your other dollars. You know, you're also going to collect interest income. You're going to collect um, late fees and this and that. Reconcile all that. Make sure that it all is in the bank because, again, that's a we got a good process. Doesn't have to be a huge undertaking. It really doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's about templatizing a lot of this stuff. And the close of the month, we just verify somebody matches those things to the bank records and make sure that, you know, we've got all those dollars where they're supposed to be. Or that they're accounted for. You know, there there will be dollars that get adjusted yeah. here and there that aren't necessarily going in the bank, but there's a clear record of that and we can clearly identify that. So that would be my my suggestion going into close of the years. Make sure we first just lock down all the balances, that mm -hmm. we've got all the re the balances identified, um, which most of us would be doing that anyway, creating receivables report. But now that positions us to create reports going into 23 that will allow us to better reconcile the mm -hmm. stuff. And so if we, you know, if you haven't been doing it up to now, you know, it's probably not necessary to go backwards too far. Mm -hmm. Just you know, get a good snapshot that. of where we're at right now and yeah. then measure from yeah. this time going forward. Yeah. So make sure you can track your own performance. And even if your bank's not concerned about it, we should still be concerned about, you know, the health of our business and our performance, right? And performance yeah. of that that portfolio. Well, and it's it's interesting to me as, as we've, uh, since I joined the, the company, mm -hmm. um, how many dealers out there are, uh, are considering, all right, so I'm, I've been doing this for 20, 30 years and I don't want to do this forever. Yeah. And so what do I do? And, you know, is someone going to step in and am I going to sell the business? Am I going to sell the assets? That seems to be to me a question that's coming up more and more and more, or that at least that I've noticed. Yeah. And this whole idea uh, around, um, you know, making the, the, the financials are a huge part of what makes you look appealing or unappealing too. Yeah. Um, to, to like an investor or things. And, and then if you're planning on leaving, uh, making sure that those things, everything, uh, that you've got a good baseline and that you're tracking things. Cause if you're turning it over to a family member, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, it's a good idea for them to have a really good, um, grasp on those things. And so that it's like, it's clean. Yeah. So there's a shift coming in, but it's just been interesting to me how, um, how we've been talking to more and more dealers that are like, they're stepping into that and their financials is a, are a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the getting, getting out sure. or, or shifting into, um, you know, this is going to be more of a, a family affair or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I, I look at financials and we talk about that. How is a bank view my business? Bank, mm -hmm. Banks and investors tend to look at your business through the financials, profit and loss balance sheet. Mm -hmm. Dealers, tend to look at it more from a cash flow statement mm -hmm. and you know the cash flow statement that comes out of quickbooks is is, is pretty useless to most dealers like it doesn't mm -hmm. really address the thing i'm really talking when i say cash flow i'm talking about are we enjoying positive cash yes or no how do we how would you know well what's your incoming cash from all sources minus overhead minus the cost of replacing inventory is are we going positive in that number or are we going negative like and if we're if we're not as positive as we want to be, then 
you know, how do we get there? What are the steps that we would need to take? And, you know, 2023 is a great time for growth for a lot of dealers out there. This would be a good period of growth for especially smaller dealers. You know, we've been talking, I think it was Brent Carmichael who shared with us a lot of the smaller dealers, like 5 million portfolios and under, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're all looking to grow, you know, for the most part, the attitude amongst the smaller dealers is I'm, I'm positioning myself to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. We think there's a great opportunity to be able to do that. It should be an excellent Mm -hmm. year for that. But it's like growth toward what? Like, it's like, what are we, are we growing for the sake of building our portfolio? And what does that really do for us? Is it going to translate into positive cash flow? Mm -hmm. Is that the objective? Like, I just think these are things that we need to, we need to have our hands around the numbers you know, that so we can really very precisely month over month, look at the numbers and know exactly what is, what's happening with our well, cash. And that's, and that's actually, it kind of goes, flows a little bit into a little bit of a broader mm-hmm. um, type of topic, but it's a piece of the broader topic. And that's, um, you know, again, something that we talk to a lot of the dealers we work with is that if you can't measure it or you're not measuring it, then, I mean, it's, there's no use in just going gut on, on, on a lot of, I mean, that it's like, if, are we, are we good? Are we measuring like, com, like converting the leads, like all of these different things. So you, I mean, having that, that baseline, having where you're starting to measure then you can say, all right, this is not working as well. We, and, and, you know, we, we see, we see dealers an awful lot that will try new things to try to shift um, different pieces of their business and if they're not measuring, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we say, well, has it helped? Well, I think so. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you know <laughs> if sure. it's helped? Well, I think so because we're getting more of this or this. And it's like, but are you getting more sales? Yeah. Any more? And even if you're things? getting more sales, it translating more cash flow. It's like, because yeah. obviously if you sell a lot, you'd go negative on cash for a time mm-hmm. potentially. And, and so this is why it's, I, I find that in the conversation, um, I would love to have more dealers when you say, did we have a good month? Yeah, we got a good month. We sold 25 cars, whatever, whatever the numbers sound like. Okay. It's like, is that really the measurement that we need to be going off of? Is mm-hmm. that what, how we, we measure a good month? Like, you know, a good month in my mind would be positive cash flow, And, and obviously that moves with sales volume. Mm-hmm. We, if we have a, a large, you know, sales month, then we're going to go more negative on replacing inventory or whatever. But that to me is what I think, and this is what we always start with. And everybody's mm-hmm. got different objectives, right? Everybody's business strategy is different. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different business models, different approaches in buy here, pay here. Generally, I've always said they kind of fall into two categories. We're either mm-hmm. focused on cash flow or focused on equity. Kind of one of those two camps. But if if you're focused on cash flow in the way that we'd recommend, especially when you're newer, mm-hmm. then that's what we really need to think about. Of course, sales help us grow our portfolio, it's help us grow our cash flow. But it's really like I, I'm really suggesting dealers um, do the best they can to make sure that they can see a cash flow statement at the close of the month. They can identify all the changes in receivables. They can identify the changes in their bank accounts mm-hmm. and they can say, we had a good month based on what happened to our bank balances, mm-hmm. you know? So that's really kind of what I'm, I'm really loosely suggesting that we do here. And that starts by getting into your, make sure you lock down to all the balances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that you know exactly where you ended the year. And then that also position you to start doing some of the things that we talk about in terms of tracking collection efficiency. You know, this is a separate subject. We'll try to, um, and you can go back and find some of our, our uh, episodes on collection efficiency and some of our stuff out there on the Institute talks about how to measure collection efficiency. Some software is better than others on this, but basically we're just suggesting know where you start, 
know what you're contractually expected to bring in, then come back and measure how did we actually do. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much on a weekly basis on the collection efficiency. And then on the monthly basis, obviously, we're looking at bank statements and financials and making sure all those things tie together nicely. And so that's one of the things I would just wish for for dealers out there as they step in the new year is that dealers would be in a position where when they close each month, they've got a really good grasp mm-hmm. of all the numbers. Mm-hmm. and all the performance right so so we're always working on that we're always would trying you, to help would dealers. you say um you know one of the other pieces and i think it was darla that told us um that she the way one of the things that she uses for measuring um the performance and all of that would be you double what it is that is your your is your charge off yeah i don't think that was darla i mean we talked about that oh. in a couple of different contexts okay. but um you got some stuff to clean up in the <laughs> chat there, so. um anyway the uh the thing to uh, to know is that uh, that's Ken Shilson, I think, who has always talked about, you know, double your charge offs yeah. in that and okay. then come back and measure, you know. Yeah. So if you as you forecast, just ask yourself, what does it look like for your bank or your investor or for you personally? Mm-hmm. If your charge offs doubled, um, you know, month over month, year over year, what does that look like for your what's outlook mm-hmm. now on your business? What how does your performance track? What is your how does that make your receivables look going forward, your cash flow look going forward mm-hmm. and, um, and make sure that you can withstand that. So that, I think the way Ken Shilson says is double your charge offs and then look, look forward and see, are you still in business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's because a good measuring stick yeah. to like, this is where we need to, uh, to just be taking a look. And, and it's also and a year that I think we, people are going to have to weather some storms. I mean, we're going to, we're going to be facing more charge offs, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like at least from a, you know, uh, severity standpoint, you know, you're probably going to be seeing more charge offs in 23. And so can we, how much of that can we afford? Can we stand and have, and still survive that make the turn on some of that? Yeah. But, uh, so go ahead. No, you, you had some. so I think the other parts would just be, um, you know, those things about, as we step in a new year, we would recommend doing, uh, those of you not familiar with a SWOT analysis, we would recommend you make time. Besides to, the numbers part. Yeah, yeah. To, to really look at your organizational chart. Where are we at in terms of personnel? Uh, you know, what do we need in terms of what are our gaps? We've so talked about that a few times yeah, too, as, yeah. so you know, how valuable that can be. Yeah. Right? So if you're not familiar yeah. SWOT is um, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yep. It's kind of gotten to be a popular tool to use in, in management and, and analysis. We're actually going to be moving into our own SWOT for the end of the year yeah. this week too. Yep. So, yep. so yeah. I'm the uh, weakness. She's the uh-uh. strength. <laughs> I'm the threat. <laughs> the threat. Yeah. No, we, uh, we definitely, um, you know, we definitely um, use our own teachings on that. You yeah. know, we practice what we preach. And so we, we definitely will, um, you know, be updating that yeah. going forward and making sure that we're as a company well positioned, but yeah. we would obviously recommend dealers do the same thing. So, do that analysis of your business. What are the opportunities? Check and then, numbers. You know, it's a good idea to yeah. have somebody look from the outside. Doesn't have to be us, of course. It can be you know, just can be a trusted advisor. You know, get somebody to come in and, and get an assessment of your operation. Make sure that you've got um, a good look from outside. Um, because almost every time we do a SWOT analysis with a dealer. Mm-hmm. We prepare the list and we ask them to give us all the stuff, all the stuff, and we put them in all all the different buckets, and then we typically add some to the. It's because we've been there for a little bit and we've been watching and we've been looking, and it's like, oh well, here's some of the things that we've observed, and they usually go, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. didn't yeah, I yeah. didn't, 
I, don't see that about themselves because well, they're too close to it, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why yeah. it's important to have somebody from outside. But yeah, that's one thing, the mm -hmm. gap analysis. So gap is really just identifying where do we have, like in this uh, organizational chart, Good where time. do we currently have overlap or gaps where things are, you know, um, are being neglected, mm -hmm. you know, or otherwise not performing as well just because we're short on personnel. We have gaps here, or maybe it's not personnel, it's maybe other resources. So those are things also, as we go into the new year, where we really got mm -hmm. a chance to, to do some good things. And I would just throw out one last thing as it comes to the thing about, um, setting goals. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the word goals just because I find that it's used too often in a, in a context where, especially when you think about it in the context of new year's resolutions, if you traditionally have been a person who set new year's resolutions and you called it a goal and you didn't achieve it, if you traditionally have set goals, use the word goals, and then you fell short of those goals again and again, then goals, the word goal can be have kind of a negative, negative. Yeah. thing. And so I would prefer to take it in bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. I often use the word initiatives okay. or whatever it's like, yeah. or objectives, whatever you choose, but just maybe get away from the vernacular of goals and think about setting short-term objectives and you achieve those and you move on to the next objective. Because I think that, that if we, if we have traditionally historically not met goals mm -hmm. or we consistently fall short of goals, then, then goals can carry a certain weight or, you know, a certain amount of anxiety mm -hmm. that can be internal, but I'm just simply saying, let's set targets that we can and will achieve. Yeah. That, and then we feel better. And we move on to the next one. Again, wrapping or, you know, circling back is, is that it's hard to set targets if you don't know where you stand too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, do, do that, do just can do an analysis. This sure. is where we stand on the, on the numbers, on all of the things. And then, then you can bite size and move it forward. But the key uh, for me is that, um, like I, I don't, I don't enjoy goals either, but, um, when I have certain big objectives, it's like this year, we're going to, I'm going to be working on this and this and this is that there are, there are check-ins frequently with, um, targets mm -hmm. or whatever. And that I celebrate, yeah. The small things I celebrate the, the, you know, the stuff that, sure. that is um, just a little in incremental moving forward towards something that's a grander vision, but I, I usually don't like to put a date on it. Yeah. It's like I'm moving towards a thing and it might be, it might happen in three months. It might happen in 18, but this yeah. is where I'm working. And I think, for. yeah, people have heard us talk about this enough, mm -hmm. but I think part of the other way that you um, have a higher chance of, achieving mm -hmm. those objectives targets mm -hmm. is when you have the larger grand vision is super clear you know where you need to end up mm -hmm. you know where you plan to end up and so that's why you know this whole thing about goals and planning it's like set a plan get clear about it and and then all the little yeah. targets that you set in between, <laughs> you can celebrate yeah. those. And there is there a step? There's a stair yeah. step toward your larger objective. And that's that's like kind of one of the things that we do with a lot of our our clients is is asking, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Let's get real clear about that, mm -hmm. and then we set a baseline, sure. and then we you know make incremental whatever. And it's and it's um, if you are really clear about where it is you want to go what that looks like, what that feels like, what that smells like, what that yeah. sounds like, what that, that, um, you know, just, uh, keep your eye there 
And, yeah. and then just, uh, you know, every time something comes to you, it's like, does that get me closer yeah. to this thing that I want to do? Yes or no. Yeah. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's coming at a time that you and I are kind of in this pivot with our own, mm-hmm. we'll st- always do some coaching. That's just part of, you know, what mm-hmm. we have done and we'll always do some level of coaching, but as we kind of pivot in our own business, I think, you know, I would just say that what, whether I would recommend you find a coach who can challenge you and your business. And it might not be a buyer payer specialist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for the parts that I'm talking about, but it's really about having somebody who can help you learn how to clear away the obstacles. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and teach you how to do it, not clear them for you, but teach you how do I, okay, if this is what I want my business to look like in three years, this is what I want my personal life to this, how I want that to all fit together. And this is really what I, mm-hmm. I can get super clear about. This is what I expect to create. Well, then it just becomes a way to, okay, so what are the, what are the barriers? What are the obstacles? Mm-hmm. How do we clear those? And when we can learn how to do that, then, then you can now take steps toward achieving that thing, whatever that thing looks like for you. Yeah. If, if we could just say, okay, why wouldn't what you just described to me is what you want your business and your life to look like in three years. Why would that not be possible? If it is possible, if we can agree that that's entirely possible and within your grasp, then how do you go about clearing the obstacles between here and there, Mm -hmm. the barriers and, and how do you to, to, to realize what you visualize Mm -hmm. okay so that's the part that i think find a coach who can help you do that so important to you and and you can absolutely create the kind of mentor um somebody because it's that's uh it's like that whole thing when we go in and we do a swot analysis we're there as an outside observer and so we're not in the muck and Mm -hmm. the things and the things that go on every day so we can see things a little bit differently and we've had a coach um yeah, and that has been, we were actually just talking about that this yeah. weekend is about how instrumental Nancy um, has been uh-huh. to us with sure. a lot of the things that we've, we've been moving forward to doing. And we were, you know, talking about, Hey, we, we, uh, we happen to be in Utah and we should yeah, know, sure. uh, reach out and. No, for sure. It's, it's like, it's more. good to have that outside yeah. perspective because yeah. it's sometimes you're too close to it and you, mm-hmm. you, you don't see the opportunities that are yeah. maybe right there in front of you. So sometimes it's that sometimes mm-hmm. it's just getting clear about it's sometimes it's just making time mm-hmm. to work on your business, getting away from the rat race that is, you know, oh running gosh, the business. And if you want to look out, right. Finding time that was, uh, September, was it mm-hmm. September or was it August? Yeah, we did the management Mondays and it oh, was yeah. talking about freeing up time to be right. able to work on your business instead of just always in your business. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just an hour, two hours, three hours a week, whatever. Yeah, we're going to be doing some yeah. of that this week as yep. we close out uh, the year. So we would urge you to find time to do the same, yeah. even and if it can't be this week. If you want to, so numbers, like just make sure you've got a good baseline, even if you're having to go like, we're just, this is a snapshot of where we're at right now. We're going to move mm-hmm. forward and, and, um, know, uh, be tracking things a little bit differently or a little bit closely. Um, so numbers doing a SWOT analysis, really good idea to just kind of look at over your business. I would encourage you, those of you who have a partner that is even in the wings, um, uh, associated with your business, uh, you know, life partner, whatever is that you, I would suggest because it's important to be able to get their, their insight on Mm -hmm. what are the things that they really want to be able to see for you and for them and for, you know, the, the team, all of that. And, um, 
And then if you're looking for, uh, you know, we talk about keeping your eye on the prize and, you know, getting really clear about what it is that you want. Um, there's, I've, I've pitched this book before and I will pitch it again. Atomic Habits is a really great book for just small incremental changes that you can make and stacking different things that you typically do every day. And it can make a world of difference in a year, two years, five years. And so, you know, you get something where it's just now a habit and then you can attack the next one. Or mm -hmm. what, how is that going to help me get to the thing sure. that I want to be able to do? So we can probably wrap up there. I would remind mm -hmm. people to circle on your calendar. March 30th, we'll be releasing yes. information about that in the coming weeks. So that's going to be a really important it's day. Be so for, good. Yeah, yeah that's going to be yeah. an important day um, for the Well, and, Yeah, I think I, I, and I want to say it again because I'm just like, this is awesome, is that we're pulling um, people from all over over the industry to 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 be um participants in different panels on on in this event and so um so we've we've so far gotten uh a yes from four different 20 group moderators and we you know we're there's a couple that we've we're still waiting on and so it's like all of the all of the people all of the things at the table to talk about yeah, this is the stuff. This is yeah. the, these are the things that we're seeing. These are the things that, 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 um, uh, yeah. So it's, I'm like super excited about that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a great, a great thing. So March, March 30th. 30th, and we will be doing it in a studio, 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 yeah. studio. That's important to her. Some, for some reason. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, that'll be pretty fun. So, um, alrighty. So have yourselves a, a great rest of your day. Enjoy your last week of 2022. Let's put this week out, you know, finish it up with, uh, actually ease, but being open to, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that say, don't do it in a bang. Enjoy your rest of your year. Don't like try to push to get all the goals that you didn't get accomplished oh, or whatever taken care of. But let's just let's uh, do what we can do to be able to to bring in a new year and and have a stronger, solid. Footing. One of the things, just things you know, you as you close out your year and you think about what you want twenty twenty three to be like, just you remember, you're going to want to tune in the morning show <laughs> more frequently. And That's one of the things that belongs on your like initiative. Happening a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we really appreciate you all. Have Wednesday. a great Wednesday. rest of your day. All right. We'll talk to you all later.